Hello, my dear church boys, and welcome to St. Robert's Day Game Pickup Podcast, episode number 55. I am recording this podcast from the world capital of Day Game. I am in London right now. I can see the city Soho from my Airbnb window. I'm staying in the center of Soho, the center of seediness and kinkiness and everything sex related. It's lovely. It's exactly what I like. I'll talk about London a little bit more later, including the story how I opened a tranny. But first, let's uh, talk about the most important announcement of this podcast, which is something that only a few people know. It happened uh, a month ago. A month ago, I joined Team Tusk. I started working uh, with James Tusk and uh, some of my closest friends know about it, but in general I haven't spoken about this publicly yet. It happened after I record, I interviewed James Tusk on my podcast and after the interview he said that he really liked talking to me and we agreed that we both view day game and coaching very similarly. We, we both have similar thought pattern on how to work with students, uh, how day game works, etc. And uh, he invited me to join his team. So what does that mean? It means uh, if you go to James' website and you decide to sign up for one of his bootcamps in Europe, then there is a very high chance that I'll be the coach uh, teaching that bootcamp. And you'll learn more about this in this podcast episode. It also means that we'll probably record a podcast episode together from time to time for his, mine, uh, or both podcasts at the same time. We'll probably do some videos on James' channel. So just uh, go to YouTube, search for James Task and follow his uh, follow his channel there. We're actually going to record some videos in a few days. So what does this mean if you're following my content? Well, it means that I'll probably be doing more podcasts where I'm talking with someone instead of uh, talking to myself, uh, uh, some more interviews. Uh, it also means that you'll probably see more videos of uh, me, maybe even some stuff of me being uh, in field, approaching in field. We'll see how that goes. But now let's talk about London. So how is London for day game and what am I doing here? Well, I had a few students lined up for uh, Warsaw, Poland. But what happened is, uh, first of all, a student from UK couldn't come to Poland uh, because uh, Poland was taken off safe list and he would have to self-isolate for two weeks. So I said, hey, let's just do this in London. I'll go to London and then I'll go to Poland. And, well, that didn't seem to work out as well because I came here, but I cannot really go to Poland. Well, I don't want to because now masks are mandatory on streets in Poland, which, as I've learned in London, really isn't that big of a deal. Like a third of people here are walking with masks on, on the streets and we're still opening girls in masks all the time, which uh, <laughs> brings me to an amazing story. So I'm walking with a student... Uh, and I'm, I'm coaching a student, we're, we're walking down the street and this uh, stunning black girl walks uh, towards us and she walks down the street and I say, say to the student, dude, you have to open 
she was really, really beautiful. She was a stunner. She had a face mask on. So student doesn't open. I just and I, I just, I just did a demo. But I, I thought, oh, she's so beautiful. I have to open. I cannot, I cannot not open. So I take my the mic from a student. I give a student the earpiece so he can hear me in a set. I go in, I open, and it's it's a nice set. She is here. She's been here for I think like a few weeks or a month, something like that. She's from New York City. She doesn't take off the face mask, though, and, well, that's fine, maybe she's a bit paranoid being from another country and doesn't really know what's actually going on here, doesn't know the real situation, blah, blah, blah. So, anyways, I number close, I, I go home, and I send a feeler message on, on WhatsApp, and as soon as she accepts the... <laughs> as soon as she accepts the, the feeler, or uh, I, I see her profile picture, and... It really looks like a dude. It really looks like a tranny. And I sent it to Mr. T, and and he, he thought so as well. I found I found her Instagram, and I'm ninety five percent sure I number closed a tranny and thought he she whatever what's the PPC term uh, was a fucking stunner, like really really beautiful. Uh, apart from me not seeing the face, it was so weird. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that that's kind of how things have been been here in London. But actually, I think uh, I heard so many guys say that uh, coaches say that London is really good for learning day game, and uh, I I can't say I disagree. Uh, there is uh, enough traffic to learn to do ten opens in two hours. Definitely enough traffic. Uh, there is something for every taste. One thing I have not seen in London, maybe it's because it's autumn, it's uh, mid-October, so maybe that's the reason. I haven't seen standards. There are there are a lot of sevens, but I have not seen a single eight. eight. Well, if you like to use sevens and eights and all those things, I don't normally use them lately. But if you can see a lot of beautiful, beautiful girls here, but you cannot see really, really hot girls here. I, at least I haven't seen them. So maybe if you want hotties, then this isn't the place to go. If you live here and uh, you're thinking about learning day game, then this is an amazing city for learning because those girls, from what we saw, from what I saw when I coached a student, they're very open to being chatted up. They respond very well to good opens. If you're open as shit, they'll just walk off, obviously, as in most cities. Shitty opens don't work almost anywhere. But if uh, if your game is good, if your open is good, then this is a great city for learning day game for the quantity and how, how open girls are to day game. That being said, in almost any city I've been to, maybe with one exception, you can find 10 girls to open in two hours easily. So all you need is... Uh, 10 to 15 girls in two hours and I have not seen a city where you can do that. Uh, London it just seems like a place where it's... Actually no, it's not even easier to do. It's it's uh, The traffic is good here, girls are open for day game, but I wouldn't say that there are more hot girls to open or more beautiful girls to open. We actually struggled yesterday to get... We didn't struggle, we, we did get 10 sets in two hours in in. in each of the sessions, but it wasn't like we could have opened 30. We all we all we all we had was 10 to 15 girls in each session. So 
If you're from here, then definitely it's a great city to learn day game. Stop making excuses, go out and approach some girls. And one more really big thing, I think it's a big thing I want to talk about before I let you finally listen to the recordings we recorded for uh, with, with James Task for his podcast. Well, there is one city that's known for very, very beautiful girls, but I've never wanted to go to that city because it's one of the biggest day game tourism destinations in Europe, if not the biggest. It's one of top two. So top two places where day gamers go for uh, to day game in Europe, Prague and Kiev in Ukraine. I've done Prague a lot, but I had never done Kiev because Americans go there to find their wives and day gamers go there. And it's just, I always thought it's an overgame city, but uh, right with what's happening right now, COVID being the number one biggest thing in the world, People don't travel that much, so foreigners aren't going to Kiev to find their Ukrainian wives. And I think this is an amazing opportunity to go to Kiev to day game those beautiful girls. And I, I FaceTime called a, a day gamer a friend of mine I know in Ukraine. <clears throat> And I asked him, what's the, what's the situation on the streets? Are there many foreigners? Are there many day gamers? What's going on? And he said, usually there are many foreigners. Right now, there are way, way, way less foreigners. And he said, it's an amazing idea to go to Kiev to learn day game right now. So what I'll be doing, I had a, another student scheduled for Poland, but we moved the coaching to Ukraine, to Kiev. So I will be going there to day game and to coach. I'll be there in November. The first week of November is already booked, but uh, if you wanna go with me to Kiev and, and get some coaching there, then uh, send me an email to robert at saintrobert.blog, that is robert at strobert.blog, and I'll send you more information or send me a DM on the telegram if you are in our telegram uh, day game church group chat ukraine is seriously known for one of the hottest girls in eastern europe even for eastern europe the hotness there is incredible also it's very cheap uh, and you can go there from almost any country in in the world so it it it's split in like the safe countries and the red countries if you're coming from a green country, which is most of EU, I think, you just arrive there and you don't have to self-isolate, you don't have to do any testing, anything at all. You can just arrive and that's it. If you're coming from a red country, for example, if, you're in, if you are in USA and you want to go to Ukraine for some day game coaching, then you'll have to prove you don't have COVID, so you have to show a negative test or... A really simple solution is you arrive there, you go to one of their testing facilities, uh, you do the test and you simply wait for the results for one to two days in, in your Airbnb and that's it. And, and you're good to go out, you're good to day game, you're, it's very open. So if you want to do that, shoot me an email. I think this is the best time in uh, the history of day game to go to Kiev just because no one's going there. And now, finally... 
let's uh, let's play those recordings uh, we recorded for James Task podcast. We recorded three recordings, and in these recordings, if you've been following my content for a while, you'll see how similar my and James thought process is. If you've done the free six-day course on how to learn Dagon faster and have it consists of three phases. It's something I've been preaching a long time and it turns out James has a very, very similar approach and he also sees learning day game and getting good in day game and anything else in life as consisting of three important parts. We recorded three podcast episodes, three short podcast episodes for James podcast. But, uh, well, as you know me, I like to do longer podcast episodes. So right now I'll just uh, play all three episodes we recorded for him in one podcast episode here. Okay, let's go. Hey guys, so welcome to a Tusk cast, Tusk podcast. It's going to be an interesting three or four sessions I'm recording. I have uh, a special guest here with me today called St. Robert. Do you want to give the guys a little bit of intro about yourself, bro? Hey guys, so I'm St. Robert. For the last few years, I've been day gaming a ton and coaching day game. For the last year, I've been living with a backpack from Airbnb to Airbnb all around Europe, a bit of Balkans, a bit of uh, North America. And uh, as of, I don't know, which day, when did we start working with you? Um, I can't even remember now, but I think the exciting part for guys is we both, um, without going into too much detail, we both sing from the same hymn sheet. We both had coaching from uh, a company and, and guys that were uh, the same, basically. So we're kind of slightly different situations in terms of how long we've been involved in the industry, maybe from a coaching perspective, but basically both learned the same London day game model. So it was interesting when 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 Robert actually got in touch with me and, and we did a kind of a podcast together a few weeks ago which is we had a lot of kind of things in common about the way that we see this all fitting together and, and the way that we believe you need structure, you need uh, you need a process to go through to actually learn this stuff, to learn game. It's not just a case of winging it. And we'll go into detail with this stuff. But yeah, man, the exciting thing for guys coming up is you've got a few dates coming up potentially to coach some stuff as well. Uh, we're going to collaborate on. So we've got Poland 22nd to the 25th of August. Yep. Warsaw. Uh, we've got a, we'll send the schedule out to guys who are interested, obviously just drop me an email, info at jamestoss.com and we'll send you the schedule, but we've got a, a creation bootcamp as well in Zagreb in December. We'll, and we then, will destroy Christmas markets. <laughs> yeah. And we then you were saying. Seduce little Santa's helpers. <laughs> and you were saying that there's actually, uh, the, we've set up a one for January for you in Prague as well. And the reason for that is you were saying lots of Russians. Oh, yes, because I, I speak Russian and uh, R- Russians have a big holiday early January and a lot of Russians then go on trips abroad and obviously one of favorite destinations in Europe for solo, young, hot Russian tra- travelers is Prague. You always meet uh, you always meet so many Russian girls in, in January in Prague. It's just unbelievable. 
Yeah, you were saying that they all, because they have like a holiday, a national holiday around that. Yeah, I, I think it's Russian New Year's or, or something like that. It's early to mid-January, something like that. It's, it's and, and the thing is, it's a lot of those travelers are solo travelers and, and really young. So you meet a lot of girls that are on their first solo trip abroad and you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that means a lot of things, doesn't it? I think the interesting thing for you is, as we continue to kind of work together as well, is... I think the, the the fact you speak Russian, obviously you're a Latvian native, uh, former Soviet Union. It's going to be super helpful for guys that want to be taken to Russia, yes. because part of the part of the fear for guys, and I understand it, having you know being a non-Russian speaker is, yeah, just that complete culture shock and and just thinking oh, I'm going to get stabbed, I'm going to get ripped off. I need some guidance with the women. So obviously having you there as a Russian speaker is going to be super useful. We will be doing some boot camps next year. 2021 in summertime i moscow for me is definitely on the list and petersburg and sochi so yeah food for thought but yeah let's crack into this today so we've got this is part of a tri-series of mini podcasts we're going to do imagine in your head or you can draw this out if you're artistic you've got three interlocking circles you can draw three circles um and they they have a small interlocking part and in these circles you have work hard, work smart, and attitude. And if you get all three of these on point, you will succeed with day game and dating and women. But and it's we're going to simplify and, and give you guys some applicable advice you can take or implement straight away. But yeah, what we find is often if you're if we're diagnosing a, a guy, it's going to be one of these elements that are missing. So we're going to break down these three key elements for you over the next few podcasts. So any questions, obviously get in touch. But without further ado, the first part of our circle, Mr. Robert, Saint, I, keep, I, I like the word Saint, Saint, the sinner and the Saint, Saint Robert, work hard. So what do we, what, what do we have to say about that as a topic? So work, work hard, talking, well, about, talking about approaching here generally, aren't we? Yes. So when guys ask questions what should i do with this girl what should i respond to this text she did this she did that she didn't let me kiss on a date what should i do a lot of those questions would be answered or wouldn't be important if they had more leads so the first thing to do is you go out a lot you you have more leads you do more sets you put in the work you can't expect to sleep with every girl and sometimes guys get needy just because they don't have enough leads. They don't go in, they don't go out enough and they progress very slowly in learning day game because mm -hmm. they aren't really regular and dedicated enough when they go out. They just simply don't do enough sets. They're, I don't know, you can call them lazy or maybe they don't know it and don't work hard. Yeah, I agree. I think there's just 90% of the men I speak to the first thing that we try and both fix is, is just lack of volume. They just don't fucking do enough work. You have to be doing, you, you talk about doing minimum 25 a week. I say minimum 20 to 30. Really, you should be hitting 30. Like, again, I came from a corporate background in a week of 168 hours. You can, if you're doing in, te in two hours, you're doing 10 approaches. You know, in six, seven hours, you can be doing 30 approaches. You've got no fucking excuse. If you want to succeed in something, you have to put the work in. There's, there's no way around that. I'd say 30 is a good, 20 is a bare minimum. 30 is a, uh, a good target to realistically aim for. If you're approaching 30 women a week, you are 
exposing yourself not like that but in in terms of exposure to the actual nuances of speaking to the opposite sex you're giving yourself enough exposure to factor in the fact that through cold approach as you said you're going to get a lot of no's there's a lot of uncontrollables you know people have a boyfriend or a husband or they just don't they're not in a good mood or they don't like how you look whatever you're going to get a lot of no's um, but also yeah exposure to the skill set to actually be understanding this process and getting better at it speaking to the opposite sex you know facetime with the opposite sex so i think that is a key part uh, of this do you have any particular rules for the amount guys should be approaching on a daily basis or anything like that well i think uh, there are a few things to think about first is how often do you go out so i would say guys should do should go out at least three times a week and it shouldn't be three days in a row because if you if you kind of devote a lot of time to learning day game and you observe how you learn you might go out you might do 10 sets in in two hours maybe mm -hmm. less maybe less time you do 10 sets and you learn something you really will see that you learn something especially if you're paying attention to your game recording your sets which we'll talk about in another podcast episode mm -hmm. but the thing that you notice is if you then after this session you take a few days off and then you go let's say you went out on monday and then the next time you go out on friday and you had three days off in between you notice that approach anxiety is back and and what you learned is gone mm. so the first thing would be going out often not skipping more than one day of day game maximum two days if you skip three days approach anxiety is back and a lot of the skills you learned will be gone so that's that's i think number one mm -hmm. and number two something to think about is how many sets are you doing in one session and especially when you're learning what you will often notice that the first five sets will be a little bit worse so you should do 10 sets in a session after the fifth set you kind of are warmed up and, and you're you're really starting to you kind of get to a good good space in your head and and you just start to flow so yes you should do 10 sets and obviously i think everyone knows that you should do the first set as soon as possible because if you walk around for 40 minutes before you do the first set you just are really tired and out of your two-hour session you've already spent 40 minutes to overcome your approach anxiety and your legs are kind of starting to feel your legs and and it just doesn't really get you in a, in a good good headspace so do your first set as early in the session as possible mm. yeah okay good advice for me it's i'm very much about turning this from something you you do into something you are i believe to be that very emotionally and socially intelligent and calibrated guy you have to be flexing your social skills the entire time one of the key things that I talk about with guys and, and one of the big sticking points I see is guys just not being playful enough, like always looking like fucking serial killers. And <laughs> so what I really encourage guys to do is take any opportunity to banter with people, you know, the girl serving you a coffee in the morning, the old woman at the bus stop, the, the guy at work, always just trying to have a bit of fun, inject a bit of value, make them smile, make them laugh, make them blush, just do something along those lines. So create that positive energy. The more you do that consistently, the more you kind of shift into being that type of guy. And a lot of guys I work with, including myself, I can't speak for you, Mr. Saint, but, um, you know, naturally more introverted. So because we're naturally more introverted, we haven't exposed ourselves to these, you know, these areas which we should have done. 
which is get very high level social skills by just practicing a lot by actually producing words and and <laughs> and just pumping stuff out you know day after day week after week year after year so this is super important to do you can learn to become more extroverted more socially calibrated simply by speaking to people more and the fun way of doing that for both you and the other party or parties is by being playful so i think that's a massive thing to, to think about always be doing that and also then when you see that hot girl if you're in that playful mode constantly then it's not a big deal for you to just go over to her and say something playful as well it's not weird whereas if you've waited the whole week and you haven't actually yeah done done any real conversation with anyone and practice being playful it's going to seem super pressured to go and speak to her so i personally as well in the in the interest of real efficiency as i go around my everyday life i will try and do on a, on a daily basis three or four what i call situational approaches so i'm not technically out to do a day game session per se but i'm alive to the possibility that i can so as soon as i leave the house or a coffee shop wherever I, the gym whatever i'm doing i'm switching on and I'm being consciously aware of those opportunities. So if I do see that nice looking girl, I'm gonna take the chance. I'm gonna go up and say, hey, I had to come and say hello. I, I hate to use social media dating. I had to take my chance, something along those lines. Not really any pressure to it, but just going for it. And that shifts this from something you do to something you are. And we, we talked about it, I think, on your, your podcast, St. Robert, but something that I used to do, which was a way of tricking myself, was I'd be like, okay, it's Friday. I'm off to meet my wing for my session. And I'd see fucking stunning girls on the way to meet the guy. Uh, but I'd be like, oh, no, it's not my session yet. It hasn't started. And what you're doing is you're just essentially fucking bullshitting yourself, right? It's, it's a very clever way of, of your body. Uh, we always try and avoid pain. <laughs> and you have yeah. to challenge yourself and, and call yourself and be brutally honest and hold yourself to account. It's a very, it's a very tricky sinister way of your kind of subconscious tricking yourself into thinking oh yeah you have justification for not approaching and no you fucking don't this is about fucking total social freedom and social skills where any girl that enters your reality in any fucking situation if you like the look of her you should be able to go and speak to her so the more you can take these situational approaches on the way to the gym leaving a coffee shop at the coffee shop at the airport fucking on the way out of a public toilet the more you do that, the more this becomes something you are, not something you do. Because eventually you want to get to that situation, like I have, presumably a lot of guys where, yeah, you just kind of shift into being that kind of, that higher level guy. And for me now, doing three approaches a day, situationally, which is, it takes me no time to do, it's no skin off my nose. That means by Friday, by Friday kind of afternoon, I've already approached 15 women if I then want to go out and I would typically teach a guy on a Friday night or a Saturday, take him out to a two hour session with him, um, then I'll be approaching with them as well. I've, I've done 25 approaches with barely any effort exerted, probably an hour of actual solid approaching time. So I think it's super key to, to think about, right, what do you actually want from a long term pursuit of this? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a few, uh, like one thing worth mentioning is if someone is saying, oh, so I don't have to schedule day game and I don't have to do this weird thing where it's on my calendar and I go out with the intention to open girls and I can just do it on my way. Uh, if, if someone is thinking that's the case, uh, then I can just encourage you to sure try it out. Uh, only like if someone says, oh, I only do situational opens. 
And uh, but there is a simple way you can test whether that's the reality and something that fits your life is if you do it for a week and you didn't do 25 sets that week, then it probably doesn't work for you. <laughs> yeah. On top of those situational approaches, you should have scheduled day game sessions just as you would schedule your gym stuff and, and other stuff. So it's a mix of both of those things for most guys. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you should start off with your structured day game sessions, have those in the calendar, which are non-negotiable, set them on a Sunday uh, for the forthcoming week and you have to do those. And then gradually, once you're comfortable with doing that, 20 to 30 a week, whatever, then you can start shifting it into uh, uh, some situational stuff as well, but while still maintaining the overall, the overall uh, actual amount of approaches you're doing. The other thing that I'd say, guys, to do is, is top and tail your, your sessions with ballsy approaches. So what I mean by this is this is all experiential learning, the social skills, this day game stuff. If, if we could, you know, a bit like Neo in the Matrix, take a chip and implant it into your head with what we know, Obviously, it'd be a super effective way to learn, but we can't. The only way for you to realize how to do a situation with this is do it. So guys will start off, and this is this is quite right because it's scary at the beginning. You'll start off just doing one girl. But what you need to do to progress and keep working hard is actually put yourself in positions where you're learning the other types of approaching. So that might be two girls. That might be three girls. That might be two girls walking along the street to begin. Then it might be two girls sitting in a coffee shop. But you want to, you want to again, have total social freedom. Really, whatever situation the girl's in, if you think she's hot, you know how to go about actually starting that conversation. There's going to be some which are always going to be fucking awkward, like a girl sitting at a table with a group of guys, and she doesn't clearly look like she's with the guys, but that's ballsy, right? Because you've got to go up and fucking address the group, and you're going to get, you might get some fucking abuse thrown at you. It depends on how much you like the girl. So stuff like that. Very high level stuff. I get it. That's not always going to be easy to kind of desensitize yourself to. But the other stuff, like the two sets, the three sets, the girls in awkward situations, for me, learning this stuff, I always used to pick one that scared the shit out of me. Do that at the very first approach I did was try and aim for that. Because after that, approaching one or, or two girls, it was just seemed fucking easy in comparison. And I usually used to end my session with an approach that scared me as well. Because I was like, fuck it, well, it's the last approach I'm going to do, fuck it. I might as well have fun with this and just just, just see what happens. I, one reason to do two sets and three sets is mm. uh, I'll tell a short story that you know about one of my craziest day game adventures. Uh, you know that sometimes you have to do crazy things because you never know where that leads. And, and a few years back, I opened a three set in Riga. And I took the number of one girl. Although she wasn't the target, she wasn't the one uh, who I wanted to address when I opened the set. But I realized she's the like a most like she was still very hot and uh, she was the most like, kind of like the best one to close, so to say. She was the most into the conversation. So I slept with that girl. But then a few months later, uh, I had a threesome with that girl and another girl from the same set the girl that was actually my target when I opened the set. And I, I think it's a, it's just a simple reason to do crazy things like open two sets, open three sets, because you might end up with incredible adventures. And it's just the same as always, always doing that last set. You should, you should always do that last set because for me, and I believe for you as well, there are 
countless times where that one last set ends mm. as a same day lay or some other crazy adventure. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's a that's a really key point. Anything else to add to the works work hard? Well, category. just one thing. I this is what I noticed when we first did the the conversation on my podcast is mm. that uh, we actually have the same idea about the most important things when when learning day game and learning seduction. This work hard, work smart, and attitude. Mm-hmm. And I we even do the same thing when we coach our students. Because I started when when I coach my students, I usually give them like some tasks or like an online program to warm up and actually mm-hmm. get to 25 sets a week. And I was really pleasantly surprised when I found out that when guys do boot camps with with you or with with your coaches, you also gotta give them material to help to get them to doing enough sets and already having done the groundwork before they arrive at uh, uh, arrive for the boot camp. Yeah, I think that's super key. Like, if, if a guy isn't investing in himself, then we can only invest. You know, we, we, we love what we do. We voluntarily choose to do this. We, you know, we live in this reality. Uh, we've chosen to do this job. So we clearly fucking love what we do. But, yeah, we can only invest our proverbial blood, sweat, and tears as much as someone is willing to invest. So, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's super key, isn't it? As soon as a guy puts down a deposit to work with us, it can be three or four months ahead. It doesn't matter. We're essentially working with him. It's in our interest to get him up to speed where he is before he arrives for coaching because he's more of a pleasure to coach. And obviously, if he can learn to manage things, basics like anxiety himself, and he can approach on autopilot, then we can put in massive amounts of work with him and focus on the, the, the crucial things like the body language, the voice quality, what he's actually saying. So, yeah, I think that's something we, we definitely share in common. Um, I think the key takeaway from this then would be track your fucking approaches and make sure until you're doing a minimum of 20 a week, a minimum of 20 a week every week, really you have no basis to be watching any more theory, to be talking any shit about this, to be doing anything other than fucking getting out there and talking to the opposite sex. Yes, I agree 100%. Okay, cool. So we kept it short and sweet, guys. If you'd like to get in touch for to discuss the coaching options with St. Robert, um, just email me, infertjamestoss.com. He is running uh, the October Warsaw program, the December Zagreb, and the January Prague. And he's also got a cool podcast in his own right, so check out his podcast. What's the name of your podcast? St. Robert Day Game Pickup Podcast. If you Google, you'll, you Google it, you'll find it on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, basically wherever podcasts are. Yeah, it sounds exactly like it. Um, there's no, there's no uh, disguise in the title there. I think. Yeah, and it's like the the difference. Uh, what I what I do in my podcast, I do long episodes. Like I I really go deep in the topics, and I I I have a, like podcasts where we talk about harem game and then managing multiple girls and setting up threesomes with a wing of mine for I don't know at least an hour, probably more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. All good. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode and we're going to be discussing the second part of the interlocking circles to get good at this stuff, which is work smart. Yes. Okay. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. We're back again. I'm with my special guest in this mini tri-series, St. Robert, who is a day game coach, Latvian in origin, and we decided to collaborate on a few of some upcoming trainings there's one in warsaw in october there's one in 
Zagreb in December and there's one in Prague in January. So get in touch. Uh, usually email info at jamestuss.com if you'd like to discuss your uh, attendance at this and we can jump on a free consultation call, figure out exactly where you're at, where you want to go and if and how we can help you get there. But today, without further ado, we're discussing the second part of the how to succeed in day game and dating series week one listen to it if you missed it was work hard so we talked about in a nutshell that you should be doing as a guy a minimum of 20 to 30 approaches a week uh, to actually be getting better at this and to be exposing yourself enough to women to get comfortable around them and, and basically learn game so work smart any key points to kick off mr st robert any key points? Well, uh, first of all, I think uh, stick to stick to one model. I think that's the most important part. Is, mm -hmm. is if you learn the day game model and then learn one model and learn it from one uh, company or coach or or whatever. Don't be one of those guys that gets a bit of material here, a bit of material there, and then something else from someone else, and it just in my experience, I never met guys who mix material and, and got really good because of it. Most good day gamers I know have learned from one YouTube channel, that they've stuck, stuck to one YouTube channel, whoever that is, and maybe added a little bit from like someone else, like reading Mystery Method, for example, which is something I think any day gamer should read even though it's not about day game but yeah stick to one coach it's number one thing okay yeah that's a good point and and before guys jump in and say well hold on you guys are two different coaches um <laughs> are, are they going to benefit from work am i going to benefit from working with you yeah i mean look we, we both sing from the same hymn sheet we both learned the same model the london day game model as did every coach i worked with so yeah there's nuances within this and obviously if you're working with us we're teaching you the same shit we're just different people um okay yeah i think there's a a lot of guys they always get this this idea that this myth of the natural what would you say to expand on that like you know guys that come up and just their, their approach is basically just go out and speak to girls and hope for the best uh because that's you know or maybe it's a lack of understanding maybe it's a genuine genuine belief of that's what day game is but but what do you have to say to that in terms of that versus maybe learning a structured approach to actually having conversations yes so first let's deal with one myth i just came back from budapest hungary where i spent a month and i met this guy there who was learning day game and he was using the natural game model that was what he did he didn't have much structure in his game he just went up to chicks started talking to them trying to be interesting and he was getting results he was getting laid mm -hmm. uh, do you already do you already know what the catch is with the guy no i'm, I'm waiting to say the punchline I, I don't know well he was like a guy in his early 20s uh in a pretty good physical shape long okay. beautiful hair handsome guy he's a professional photographer who who specializes in photographing girls he has this traveling uh, lifestyle okay. digital nomad amazing lifestyle he's an interesting fun dude and a guy like that a good looking guy with a good lifestyle he can take any model and as 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 long as he even even without a model, as long as he approaches, he will get laid. That's it. There are guys who will 
succeed. And, and this is where the myth comes from, the myth of natural gain. You mm -hmm. take a really good looking guy and, and you say, oh, like, you see, he succeeded. He started talking to girls and he's getting laid. Uh, well, and then everyone else thinks that's the case. And you take a guy who maybe works a regular, serious, professional office job in, in a corporation who's very successful in his work, mm -hmm. but uh, he doesn't live a nomadic lifestyle, doesn't travel the world all the time, maybe for business, but not for fun, and doesn't have this crazy lifestyle, isn't, isn't around girls all the time, isn't a professional photographer. And when he tries to do natural game, it's usually really, really awkward and it doesn't work. So this is where the myth of natural game comes. Uh, and if uh, you are not the part of uh, a very, very small percentage of guys who have this amazing, amazing lifestyle. And, and that's kind of the reason why they get laid. And, and also not in your early 20s, because a lot of the natural guys that, that, that kind of promote the natural lifestyle or, or say that it works for them, they're really young guys. Mm -hmm. And they have 20-year-old girls around them in their social circle. But I'm 32. I'm turning. Uh, I'm, I'll probably be 33 by the time this podcast is out. Mm -hmm. And sorry, I don't have 19-year-old girls in my social circle. So you kind of have to learn to approach girls and, and become good at it. And uh, that's when, if you are the part of the small percentage of the world that that, that just has this lifestyle, you have to learn how to talk to girls mm -hmm. and, and start from a technical point of view. And there are guys who have spent many, many, many hours on the streets testing different things in day game, learning game on their own, making all the possible mistakes you could imagine. And they've come up with things that work best. And mm -hmm. my and your job is to take those things someone has put together as a system and teach it to other guys. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, even guys that you do meet that maybe they don't have the most interesting lifestyle, but for some reason they are getting laid a lot. These are what you would perceive to be on the face of it, natural guys. They are very confident around women. Women are actually, you know, wanting to spend time around them. They are getting laid. This is because from a young age, they just learned to do stuff right. Um, they, they, you know, maybe they were the good, good looking quote unquote alpha guy, um, but at a super young age, like seven or eight, and they were teasing girls, pulling their hair. They understood, they, they just learned at that age, oh fuck, but you get a good reaction. You get more attention from girls doing that. And so everyone's learned this process. There isn't just a process of you're just a natural. It's all the result of experiential learning. Some guys will have gone through this process unconsciously uh, at a young age. And that's why now they're naturally very comfortable and confident around girls. But most of us, they, they got into this stuff, you know, awkward around women. I talked about it before, but yeah, just, just, just didn't have enough exposure to the opposite sex at a young age. So I have to, you know, I had to go and learn a structure process. Obviously, once you internalize this structure of how to speak to women, how to interact with women, how best to try and go, go about seducing women, you can then kind of throw it out the window. And guys will often come up to me and go, oh, James, you look, you're super smooth with this stuff. It's because I've just fucking done it thousands of times and I've refined it. It's not because I fucking knew this shit from the beginning. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think the key point is clear up this myth of the natural. What we both teach is a very structured approach. 
how you open, how you're carrying the conversation for the first minutes, how you're being flirty, how you're being teasy. This is kind of the attraction phase, how you're waiting for her to hook. So she asks you a question and then you're having a normal back and forth part of the conversation, which we call the investment phase. There is a method to this madness and you can break down bits of this model uh, that you need to adjust and work on it week to week. But I think it's super important to have a structure to this because you need to yeah. know where you're going at any one time, right? Actually, one interesting thing to mention uh, that came to mind uh, just now, I uh, was very interested in guys that never learned game but were getting laid a ton. And what I did, I, ha I had this friend from, from childhood that I hadn't met for years and I knew he was getting laid a ton. So what I did is uh, I did an interview with him. I did several interviews with him and I was trying to pick his brain and figure out why is he getting laid? What does he know that, that guys don't normally know? And he has a crazy life story. He used to be a cocaine dealer. He, he used to import cocaine in, wholes in wholesale from South America and export it to Russia. And he has this crazy life story and he spent time in jail and and now he's out and, and he got it a crazy accident and he lost a leg. And <laughs> even without the leg, that guy is getting crazy, uh, getting laid with the hottest chicks. It's just unbelievable. Really? Uh, I, I, I had seen picture of one of the girls he was sleeping with and she was she was a stunner. She was incredibly beautiful. So and what I did actually one day is <laughs> I saw that girl on the street <laughs> And I decided to open her and actually slept with her. That's amazing. <laughs> like, and I, I knew it was green light. So, so what I did is I did several interviews with that guy. And one of the interviews was about his uh, skills. How does he get laid? And all his life story when it comes to girls. How did he get his first lay? How did he learn what works with girls? And, and what I noticed is he had done a lot of work. He had been working hard to learn to get laid and he was very smart about what he, has, he had been doing. Even though he was meeting most of the girls when he was younger through social media, still he found a way that works and he had a structured game that he developed for himself. So by doing all of that, he had his system that worked and it worked with wherever he went. He would just talk to girls in hospitals. He would fuck his nurses, his doctors. But he he had learned this through trial, trial and error. But what he had discovered on his own is actually the same stuff that works in day game. He just had to spend many years learning that. Yeah. OK. And that's a great point, which is. Guys, yeah, you can absolutely, well, not everyone, but some guys can learn this stuff, you know, from teaching yourself. But what an incredibly inefficient way to learn any skill. Life is our most valuable asset in life is time, right? You never, you can always make more money. You can't make more time. You literally have a limited amount of heartbeats and breaths until you drop dead and your ashes and dust, right? So better, far better way to leverage someone else's skill set like any skill set i want to learn i find a fucking coach i find a guy who can get me from a to b as quickly as possible the trade for that is obviously i pay the money and i trust them to do a good job so that's about finding good coaches but it's just a no-brainer the amount of guys that think oh i have to teach this myself and fuck me they're just wasting years on end 
horribly inefficient way to approach uh, to approach learning any skill set. Try and teach yourself from YouTube videos. The reason I put out YouTube videos is to inspire guys and to show guys that I'm credible, but it's not to give them a step-by-step plan to try and work this out because it's just it's stupid. The, the best thing they can do is spend time with me or actually purchase a product where I've laid out everything they need to do step-by-step. And so that's what we mean by learn smart is learn efficiently. Don't make the same mistakes expecting different results. It's a terribly, it's a stupid way to learn. Um, do you have any more thoughts on kind of the coaching angle or, or why guys should look to get coaching? What, what? Uh, so I have uh, a, f- a few things I want to mention. First is uh, how do you choose uh, a coach? Because this is an industry where, well, we both laugh that this is a snake oil industry mm. and where there are a lot of people like that look, it looks like they have game, but then when you get to know them, then they are in Europe and they have Tinder on their phone on, in Europe and and they have one itis with one girl they met in another country and that's all they talk about. So that's uh, it's it's a tricky industry. So I think the best way to choose someone to work with is check out their free content. And if you like their free content, then they're probably good. And if, if they can't show you free content, if they don't have a YouTube channel where you can check something out or if they don't have a podcast, that you resonate with and where you listen to it and you think, oh yeah, this is good, this is good. So if you if they don't have that, then well, don't don't hire them. Make mm. sure test who you're learning from. Check out their free stuff. So I think that is one uh, really really important thing when it comes to when it comes to choosing uh, a coach. And you also said about uh, not repeating mistakes. That guys shouldn't repeat mistakes. And why that is an important point is. Because a lot of times I get questions where guys make the same mistakes over and over again. And I pointed it out several times and I actually don't even point it out anymore because I, I, I stop like unless it's a student, I stop responding to those messages because if you keep making the same mistake over and over again, then you probably aren't listening. And this is a, true a lot in texting where guys would say things like, I know this is a bad text, but I wanted to see how she would react. Well, if you think it's bad, it's probably bad. So don't do things you deep down inside know are stupid, stupid texts, stupid mm-hmm. openers, stupid things to do on a date. Just don't do them if you, yeah, if you have a feeling that they're shitty. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Um, with regards to specifics do you get guys do you recommend guys record their conversations and listen to them of course that's uh, one of the biggest uh, or best ways you can learn that's how i learned actually i recorded my sets uh, one thing i did differently than most people suggest they most people say ah, oh, yeah record your sets go home and then listen back to them i didn't like that idea what i did is I I listened back to each set right after I did it. So I would open a girl, I would record the conversation. Right after the conversation, I would listen back to it. And then I would see, oh, my voice was bad. And here I missed pre-opener. I didn't do pre-opener. And and I fix those things in the second set I do. Mm -hmm. And I I record the second set and I find one or two small things that I didn't do well in the second set and I improve upon them in the third set. Whereas if you record all your session and then rec- listen back to all of the session when you go back home, 
well, yes, you notice some, let's say you notice seven things you could, do, you could do better in the next session, but then you go out and your first five sets are you're warming up, you're not really in a good headspace yet, and then only then you can start working on some things and out of those seven things you know you should improve, you will maybe do something about one or two of them. So record sets and listen back to them right after the set. I think that's really important. Yeah, and the way to record the sets is obviously buy a dictaphone and mic yourself up or just record it, you know, put some headphones in your smartphone and just record it on an app, whatever's easier exactly. for you. But yeah, super key to do that. And also just key to track what you're up to. Like I often encourage guys to open a Google Doc and share it with me. And it has their, you know, week starting whatever my goals for this week are going to be uh and then at the end you know each day they kind of record how many approaches they've done so we can look at that at the end of the week facts not feelings just basic stuff like this i mean how can you improve yeah how can you work smarter if you don't even know how many conversations you had the week before or how many phone numbers you got or you know what happened on the dates it's just a no-brainer to kind of journal this stuff not to an obsessive level where all you're doing is fucking writing about conversations with the opposite sex but just some some something to so because obviously you know a couple of days later you can't remember back to you know the other day you know you're just kind of guessing right so just some facts on paper of what happened uh, that's yeah. really key and another thing to mention uh, definitely worth mentioning if you're someone who likes to learn on your own then uh, set a deadline set a deadline for yourself. How long are you going to try to do this on your own? And let's say you say, okay, I'll try to learn day game on my own for three months and set a reminder. And if you are learning for three months and after three months, you're not getting results, you're not getting laid enough or with the hotness that you wanted, then just understand that, okay, it didn't work out and, and it's harder than you thought it would be to learn on your own. Don't fall in the trap of, learning the day game on your own for years which is what most day gamers online do they are kind of day gaming but they're not getting results and they do this for a year for two years and and they don't really get anywhere they maybe have some small successes but nothing big so set a deadline if you're learning on your own don't 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 be one of those yeah stories about a guy who's been gaming for two years and doesn't get laid yeah exactly that's that's a key point I, I i think we've talked about it before i really respect guys that kind of teach themselves this because i tried to i, I watched some content on youtube a number of years ago and i i tried to go out of the house three weekends and i just couldn't approach and at that point i was like fuck this i'm doing a boot camp well yeah um, so i you know i invest in the, the process process of, of getting coaching and improving early and i still get coaching you know i work with a team of guys who we mic each other up we give each other feedback on our body language you're either getting better or you're getting worse as far as I'm concerned. So you should always be looking to improve. But for the guys that have actually taught themselves off YouTube to be able to go out and approach, I think that's brilliant. Kudos to you. It takes fucking balls. It takes resilience to do that. But you're only going to get to a certain level because I believe you're going to have a number of blind spots. You're going to, yeah, you, you, you haven't learned the most efficient process, presumably. You just kind of winged it, which is very commendable. But you can always get better at this, right? There's, you're not at the you're not at the peak of your skill. So getting a second opinion of a coach, even if it's a small amount of coaching, I think is super key. Yeah. Just having some sort of feedback mechanism. Cool. Or if you are, if you get to well, I've I've met so many guys and and uh, 
one if, if you do get to let's say one out of 50 so opening 50 girls and sleeping with one then maybe at that point it's worth kind of working your on your game with a wing but before that wings are not the best way to learn in my opinion they're not really helpful because uh, that's what i did i i i learned from youtube i'm i'm a, i'm a i'm a youtube success story i had i learned from this from from one company but mm-hmm. i never got coaching from them mm-hmm. i learned all of my game on my own but and i thought everyone did but then i started meeting guys and i realized i met hundreds of guys and i've met a handful who succeeded on their own and that's why i'm saying like set a deadline choose mm. however many months you're gonna try to do this on your own if you don't succeed then don't do this because the guys that i know that learned on their own they all learned it pretty fast it took them a few months and everyone else that didn't learn they they keep struggling for for years yeah great points so to sum this up record your conversations note down what you're doing week to week so you can actually improve don't keep making the same mistakes and expecting different results is the definition of insanity and the smartest thing you can do like any skill set that you want to learn quickly is get a reputable coach to allow you to accelerate as quickly as possible saving yourself in the process your most valuable asset which is of course your limited time on planet earth cool without further ado we will leave it there again drop us an email if you've got any questions info at jamestuss.com and inquiring about boot camps st robert is collaborating with myself and we're running some boot camps in warsaw in poland in october in zagreb in croatia in december and prague in january so that'll be cool guys that want to work with mr st robert very skilled day gamer in his own right and he's going to get you to where you want to go and yeah next week we're going to be discussing the third interlocking circle which is attitude And if you have your attitude on point, you're working smart and you're working hard, that there in the middle, that interlocking circle between all three is going to guarantee your success in not just day game or dating or activities with women in anything in life. You can apply this interlocking circle methodology to anything and I guarantee you'll succeed in what you're doing. But usually we always see this one thing missing. So yeah, next week we're going to be discussing attitude and we'll see you then. Bye guys. Hey guys, so we're back for part three of this mini try series of the factors that are going to allow you to get good at day game and dating, work hard, work smart. And so this week is going to be attitude. I'm once again joined by my guest and fellow day gamer and dating coach, St. Robert. St. Robert, in a nutshell, who are you and, and what do you do? Hey guys, so I am St. Robert, a good church boy, as my name <laughs> suggests. <laughs> That's actually how I got to the, the nickname of saint robert uh, i've been day gaming for a few years and coaching for i don't know last two two and a half years okay been traveling around europe and north america for the last year from airbnb to airbnb coaching uh, day gamers from literally all around the world all continents uh, they, yeah and uh, since a few weeks or maybe a month we've been working with james and uh, yeah that's it cool and uh yeah if guys are interested in obviously sampling the goods you have to offer in a day game and dating sense then get in touch info at jamestuss.com and we'll put you in touch with st robert and get you on a phone call 
he's running a three programs. So one in Warsaw in October in Poland, one in Zagreb in Croatia in December, the big Christmas market season, super busy, and one in Prague in January, which apparently at that time of year is stuffed with Russian tourists. So that would be quite quite the thing to, to get into. But without further ado, we'll go into this third part. So we talked in previous weeks about the need to work hard with your approaching, minimum 20 to 30 approaches a week. We talked about last week, the need to work smart. So actually learning from your mistakes, noting down what you're doing, noting down your success, your failures, where to get better, and really doing the smart thing of, of investing coaching. Uh, it's a no-brainer. I mean, I have coaches for, again, just not bang on about it too much, but I've been doing this seven years and I still get coached. You know, I'm lucky to work with a group of guys and we'll, we'll give each other feedback and body language, voice quality, you know, verbals, everything, you know, and, and we're always looking to get better. So take the ego out of it, like any skill set, and just go to the source and, and get a good coach who can take you from A to B as quickly as possible. That is our genuine opinion. And so this week, Attitude, St. Robert, my little church mouse, what have we got to say about Attitude for people? Well, Attitude is the third building block of getting really good at day game because if you work hard and if you work smart uh, well if you're not getting where you want to be fast enough it will fuck with your head so to say mm. and uh, it, it can bring you down so you have to know how to keep yourself positive mm -hmm. uh, how to look at your successes and failures in day game or anything other in life mm -hmm. And that's kind of the topic of today. How do like the technical part of staying positive and uh, keeping a positive mindset? Yeah, you can you can be working smart and learning from your mistakes and putting in the work needed. But if your attitude sucks and you think you're a victim and you hate the world, guess what? In two weeks you're going to give up. So you ha your attitude. It's about that raw masculinity. It's about having that positive, resilient stance, knowing that you're knowing you're entering an arena. The, the sexual market, which is unyielding, it's uncompromising, it doesn't take any prisoners, and you have to fucking sink or swim. If you want to be that guy dating that top-tier girl who has 50,000 followers on Instagram, she gets, you know, 30 DM messages a day from decently valuable guys asking her out, you have to have your shit together. And this starts with attitude, because if your attitude isn't on point, not just for day game, really, but for life, you're not going to succeed. You're not going to get to where you need to get to. You have to be as a man. You have to suck it up. You have to get on with it. There's actually a video. We were talking about this before we, we made this podcast, but there's a video that we'll, I'll link below here as well. And, and I'm sure if uh, St. Robert uses the podcast, he will as well. But yeah, it was by a guy called Jocko Willink. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. He served in Iraq. And he's now set up, a, I think, a business performance consultancy. And he's got his own podcast where he basically talk, tells war stories and it's great to listen to because it really contextualizes your own problems. You're fucking wor I'm, I'm worrying about like, uh, oh, I didn't get seven hours sleep last night. I got six and uh, my coffee's a bit milky. And I listened to him like talking about his mate, his friend, like, you know, his friends eating his own liver or something in battle. <laughs> and I'm oh like, fuck oh, oh, me, my, my problems aren't too bad. But one of the key things that we, we both watched was a small two minute clip and it's just called Good. And it's basically his mentality, which is always whatever information you get thrown at you, how do I reframe that to something productive, something successful, something positive? So I think it's a super useful thing just to instill into your own life, to maintain that, that correct attitude, 
to always be thinking, right, how can I improve from this situation? Linked into that idea is this idea of anti-fragility. So that hypothetical hydra, you know, you cut off one head and two grow back. It actually thrives from chaos. It thrives from uncertainty. And this is a bit like day game. You always want to be thinking, how can I make the best out of the situation I'm in? How can I pivot? How can I calibrate in the moment and get better uh, and be on my top performance? So attitude, it's, it's a bit more, it can be a bit harder maybe for us to give. Uh, we will try to do our, our best to do it, but it's maybe a bit, little bit more wishy-washy in the sense that it's something you can't see is it attitude. It's, uh, it's not like we're saying, right, have you done your 30 approaches? Right, have, let's see the conversations you've listened back to. How would you, how would guys cultivate maybe a positive attitude, St. Robert, when it comes to this stuff? So I have one very, very technical advice, actually, but just one really technical thing that anyone can do. And I do this with my students when I coach them. And you probably, you definitely have seen this, that at some point the student feels really, really down. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's like the third day and the legs are, they're starting to feel their legs and, and they're, I don't know, too tired because they went out and it feels, I feel like everything is shit and they become negative. And then I force them to tell me what, what, to tell me the four positive things. So they say, oh, it actually blew me out and my nub, like 80% of numbers flake, na, 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 na. They, they list all those negative things. So I force them to list the positives and I make them tell me 10 ways they have succeeded in day game already. And it teaches them to focus on the positives instead of just whining. And it changes your state and all of a sudden they feel much better and they start running way better sets. And a simple way any day gamer uh, can, can use this, use this uh, to improve their state and their attitude is something I've been doing for years because I am myself a very, I like to, criticize myself. I, I like to kind of look at things I didn't do right or things that I haven't succeeded in. And uh, years ago, I forced, uh, I, I built a habit. I set a reminder on my phone for every evening, 9.45 p.m. I have a reminder that says, hey, uh, list three ways you succeeded today. And every evening, I think about three things I did well that day, because we can always like, oh, I got blown out, she flaked, this was shit. Well, maybe opened a girl that's so hot that you would never open a girl like that. You, 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 did, you didn't do the, this before. Uh, or many other things. Maybe you did well at work. Maybe you went to the gym. So you can always find something positive to focus on, even when everything is shit. And even when I have a day when, and we all have these days once in a while, where you just wake up, you open Netflix and you do nothing all day mm -hmm. <laughs> when you feel like shit even on a day like that in the evening i will force myself to think of three positive things i did that day maybe well i brushed my teeth in the morning and in the evening that's already a win on a day like that mm -hmm. i had one healthy meal and for 15 minutes i actually read a book or whatever else so doing a simple task like that, like that every evening teaches you to focus on the positives and have more of a positive attitude and outlook on life. Yeah, I think that's a great point. That I, that I tied in with that is that element of just, as you said, challenge yourself in life, pushing your own comfort zone. I think 
life is just a personal journey. You're born, you're, you're conscious, and at some stage you're going to drop dead. And everyone is leading kind of interlocking lives in the sense you're coming across other people. But really, the only competitor in this whole thing is, is you. You know when you fuck up. You know when you're truly proud of yourself. You know when you're succeeding. You know when you can be trying harder. You know if you beat yourself up too hard or, you, you know, you need to be a bit more of your, your own best friend. But you, you know this stuff. There's nowhere to hide. Your subconscious sees it, right? Um, so for me, it's about just thinking, always walking away from a situation on a, mi on a micro and a macro level. Uh, did I put in that extra rep, you know, whether it's the extra conversation with the girl, the extra rep at the gym, uh, the extra just element when I was tired, you know, that uh, David Goggins talks about it, the 40% the 40, 40 rule. But when you think you're about to, you know, you're physically at breaking point, you're only like 40% of the way there or something like that. But this is like on a minor level, just always trying to challenge yourself slightly. That's going to grow a very positive and resilient attitude to this. And, and on a micro level, when it comes to girls, always going for that last approach, even when you're done with the session, thinking, right, OK, fuck it. You know what? There's another hot girl. I'm just going to go for it. And just pushing yourself incrementally out of that comfort zone. Because what happens is like a rubber band, you stretch, you stretch, you stretch, you stretch. And you look back and over, you know, the small little gains each day you make or every other day you make with whatever it is, you look back and it, it that compound effect, it, it massively compounds and you end up fucking developing in a massive way, in a massively progressive way over a longer term. It can be hard to kind of see this stuff day to day because you're living your own life and changes are small and not necessarily focused on by you as, a, as an essential part. But if you look back and compare yourself to where you're at using this attitude six months ago, the, the progress will be massive. So challenging yourself is, is a personal one of mine that I'm always looking to do, which for me builds the resilience. It's linked into just that kind of idea of a masculine guy I have in my head of a masculine guy fucking doesn't complain. He fucking gets on with it. He adapts the circumstances, that Darwinist thing of, it's not the most intelligent or the strongest that survive. It's the most adaptable. And he just fucking does what he says he's going to do day after day, week after week, year after year. And if you do that, you get results. And again, we're linking this back to day game and dating. It's a very personal journey. You're going to get a lot of times when you're just like, fuck this. The emotional wave you feel, those ecstatic highs and those suicidal lows uh, are crazy aren't they i mean they level out over time but you you almost go through phases of thinking you've got bipolar disorder the, <laughs> the level of you know that that they call it the day game flow state don't they but when you're on a high note and you've closed like three or four girls in a row uh or maybe you just had sex with a super hot girl that you picked up from the street and then you have those depressing runs of getting loads of flakes and you just feel shit about yourself and yeah it, it's crazy have you have you got anything to add to that um, not to this one, but I think uh, a good thing to, or an important thing to focus on if you want to keep like feeling good in your life in general, especially if, if, if uh, you're not 20 anymore and uh, day game comes with its uh, kind of negative habits of going out a lot with those girls and and always having a few drinks on the on the dates where you go out with your wings and it's nights where you haven't slept that well so if you're 30 plus and, and you are day gaming that you have to understand that you'll probably 
it, it will influence your lifestyle in, in, in a ne- not in a negative way, but you'll, you'll be going out more, on more dates and that means more wine. So you have to, you don't have to, but it helps me to balance it out with, uh, with some healthy habits, uh, like um, basic things like meditation in the morning, uh, stretching, uh, gym, uh, and things like that. Morning routine, for, for me, that's very important. And I know it's not like cool to say, yeah, well, meditation helps my day game. Well, it, it doesn't help my day game, but it helps my health and it helps my mental state. And it keeps me in balance between being this degenerate day gamer who does all the things that come with the lifestyle and more. And on the other hand, meditate in the morning, stretch, go to the gym or whatever it is. So build those habits as well. Yeah, I think morning routine, I've, I've talked about this at length before, but I think it's important as well. Absolutely. And I think that allows you, if you have a set of structure, you know, you, obviously sometimes you fuck it up and it's not quite on point. But if you vaguely know uh, I have to be doing, you know, for example, two hours of work a day, I'm going to be doing an hour of day game, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to do half an hour of Portuguese language learning, whatever it is, you know. If you have these elements in the day and you tick them off one by one, that also helps develop that kind of positive attitude and that repeat you know, process because we are the sum of our habits. Cool. Well, there you go. If you have all three of those on point, you will succeed with day game and dating. But if there's one element missing, there's going to be issues, right? And we can always break down what a student is doing right and wrong, literally by just drawing these out and working through them with a student. It's a very simple way I use to just pinpoint where they're fucking up because they don't even realize it, but I'll draw it out and I'll be like, okay, so are you doing your 20 approaches a week? Because you can be you can you can have an amazing attitude right really super resilient positive guy you're actually very smart as well you learn from your mistakes but guess what you're doing three a week you're not working hard enough so you're going to fuck up equally you could be doing your 30 approaches a week you've got an amazing attitude but you keep making the same mistakes time and time and time again you're super happy about it you're like a dalmatian dog that's bounding around being like yeah i'm doing really well six months goes down the line you're still in the same fucking position so work smart has to be there and equally, you can be working hard and smart. So you can be doing your 30 approaches a week and you can be learning from your mistakes. But if your attitude sucks and you have a defeatist mindset, you're going to give up in a few weeks or, or a month. And, you know, I'd say 99% of people that start to learn to cold approach give up because their attitude sucks. It's not on point. When you have all three of these on point, you will succeed. So I hope this has been helpful, guys. And it's way uh, what I'd really encourage you to do is actually go away and draw out these interlocking circles of, work hard, work smart and attitude and fill them in being honest with yourself with the criteria we've given you from these this podcast and the last two and diagnose where the issue lies because I can guarantee if you just do this you can you can diagnose it it's super simple to do anything to add <laughs> Uh, I think we covered it all. I mean, if, if guys go out, do enough sets, they record them and they learn smart, they work smart, they work mm-hmm. hard. And if they have the right attitude, I mean, just as I said in a previous episode, we did set a deadline and do your work. And if it doesn't work, then well, there's the, you have to do something about it. And if, it, if you actually work smart, work hard and have the right attitude, you should succeed. 
take a take a slice of and and even if you are doing all these but you feel like actually you're not where you want to be take a slice of eat a slice of humble pie and get in touch with with me um and by by extension st robert and we can have a chat about where you are with this stuff because sometimes a second opinion is is super helpful because sometimes we get so invested in our own personal attitude and and our day-to-day how we're going through the motions that it's often hard to see the wood from the trees and sometimes someone else coming in who has that hawk's eye view who's not emotionally attached to your life like you are who can give that objectivity that's sometimes what you need there's something glaring that's missing or you're fucking up on but because you can't separate the ego from it um, and your self-investment in the process because it's a very personal journey then you're not able to identify it so always 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 not just day game dating but anything in life look to get a second opinion i think that's super key cool especially especially because we are in it's such a fragile topic it's being good with girls Mm. i mean if you meet someone and you tell them what you do they are usually starting to tell how how good they are with girls and and the ego takes over and and it's really tough and when sometimes when i coach students I feel that in the first day they are trying to run good sets so that I would think good things about their game. And I just tell them, dude, we are here because you're making a lot of mistakes. (laughs) And don't worry, you are. (laughs) So just do whatever it is you do and and show me your mistakes so that I can help you. It is a a very, very fragile, fragile topic that a lot of guys don't like to admit. But I really like the... The phrase you used, eat, eat, the, eat the slice of humble pie. Mm, absolutely. Agreed. Cool, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you've appreciated and enjoyed uh, St. Robert's contribution as well. Once again, he will be running programs in October in Poland, in December in Zagreb, and in January in Prague. So get in touch, info at jamestuss.com, and we can have a chat about where you're at, where you want to go with this stuff, and if and how we can help you get there from A to B as quickly as possible and the preferred location to do that in and yeah man it's been an absolute pleasure i'm sure we'll see you again in another episode soon and uh Definitely. cheers for coming on okay bye guys bye so my church words i hope you learned something or you got some takeaways from this uh, episode from this uh, from these conversations me and james were having so if you want to find out more about james uh, just go to YouTube and search James Tusk. Uh, we are recording some videos of us uh, in the streets in London in a few days. So if you don't want to miss that, uh, just yeah, go to his channel and subscribe. You also learned everything about uh, the bootcamps I'll be doing with James. And also, if you want to go to Ukraine, which I spoke about in the beginning of this podcast episode, then uh, shoot me an email as soon as possible to robert at saintrobert.blog. And I'll send you more information. That's it for today, guys. If you like this uh, podcast episode and you listen to this on YouTube, then please give this video a thumbs up. Or if you listen to this on Spotify, iTunes, or any other podcasting platform, just uh, give this podcast a five-star review if you liked it. It helps me reach more guys and it helps me help more guys to take control of their dating life and finally start meeting girls they actually like. That's it for today. Bye, guys.